0: Jonathan Lawrence right through for Fuller. Fuller's beaten
1: Larson here. Ricardo Fuller scores for Stoke. Ten minutes to go,
2: and it could yet be a celebratory ninety to Potteries. Watch out for the shack attack. I said, watch out. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode nineteen of the Wizards of Dribble podcast. My name is David Cowlershaw and I'm joined by Ben Cartwright. Hello. Good afternoon. And Chris Brammer, hello there, chaps, Stoke have recorded their one hundredth victory since returning to the top flight in two thousand and eight, and I want to know of those one hundred league wins. what is your favorite ben
0: um it's a difficult one i mean, the obvious one for me would have been the Aston Villa game, the first one the first one at home anyway, um the first win but i'm i'm going to go I'm gonna go for an arsenal win because I just think. The Arsenal is sort of the personification of the great fixture between Stoke and Arsenal, especially at Britannia. Obviously, at the Emirates, we haven't had much luck. So um, the Arsenal game that I think was the the best for me was the one in the December of 2014, where we absolutely battered them in the first half, went up 3-0. Um, they got back into the game when they probably shouldn't have, which also sums up Stoke um, <laughs> in recent times especially. So... Yeah, it was Peter Crouch, Bojan, and and John Walters who got the goals on that day, and I like winning that, especially. Well, as you, as you might have been able to guess from my accent, I am from near London, so there's there's naturally a lot of Arsenal fans in my friendship groups, and and being able to win against Arsenal, in the Premier League, I, you still have to pinch yourself really. That win against that first win against Aston Villa was amazing because we'd won in the Premier League, but still beating a team of um, Arsenal's. Arsenal's pedigree whenever. I'll always absolutely love that. So, yeah, I'll go for that game.
2: Yeah, it could also be a, a separate question. What's your favourite victory over Arsenal? Oh, I think yeah. That's a, a special... Pro- probably the... Uh, podcast probably special Probably the pinnacle there. that 3-2. Yeah, well, definitely. Uh, we'll get <laughs> Arsenal fan TV on for that one. I'll sure <laughs> be up for it. Um, uh. Yeah, um, you could have also uh, suggested the uh, 2-1 in our first season up uh, which featured Ola Jana falling onto the ball in probably <laughs> one of the worst and best goals in recent Stoke City history. Uh, but yeah, that 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 that's that was a terrific first off, especially uh-huh. because uh, whilst we go up for those Arsenal games in a real degree of confidence, we would never expect to blow them off the park. And that was the first time we'd totally outclassed them. And, uh, Bojan scored a delightful one, uh, running off from John Walters' cross, and then we were three 0 up at half time. We should have been four 0 up as well. Yeah, we? and that's the that's the only downside of that game. Is Bojan scored an absolute Ricardo Fulleres goal early in the second half, which was uh, and oh, it also featured yeah. my favourite Arsenal fan TV bit, which was <laughs> uh, it's a, uh, it's a, the proper meltdown. I think, was he it? crying? I think he I th- yeah. I th- yeah, there was there was one there was one time where a bloke cried just, <laughs> I don't know. and uh, there was an also I think it was Claude is is he the yeah. always angry one?
3: The, he went, the, yeah. we were three 0 n-
2: down to a pub side. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> that's
3: I think it classic. was a- I think it was after that game that I really started just enjoying watching Arsenal fan TV <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, it, it, oh they're cracking aren't they? You know, I,
0: I've just seen as well in a strangely weird coincidence that this is actually the 100th meeting between Arsenal and Stoke. So I, I basically chose the best fixture I possibly could have done.
2: Oh, very nice. Very good. Chris, how yes. about you?
3: Um, well, I know we sent this question out on, on Twitter last night and a lot of people said about the Aston Villa win and the the 6-1 over Liverpool. Mine, well, I thought I thought I'd try and be a little bit different. Mine actually is the... win over man united from mark hughes's first season with us um simply because the like i don't know if you guys remember but the whole build-up to that game we were we started the day in like 17th or something ridiculous and it was david Moyes at man united and we hadn't beaten them since um mark steen was at the club and ah oh, just the absolute mental on the full time wh- when when full time came everyone just absolutely jumping up and down i i was hugging strangers it was oh, just an absolutely incredible feeling the first time beating man united in in a generation so ah oh, just just for the just for the full time whistle mental uh the 2-1 win over man united that oh, just what a game what what a, what a win what a win that was
2: it, asking this question on uh, Twitter g- gave me so many just great memories
3: and it it reminds
2: you how many really good moments we've had when you consider uh, like th- there are standout games, uh, the ones you've mentioned, there's the Man City 2-0, the Liverpool 6-1, the Villa 3-2 in our first season but then you forget like the 3-2 victory at home to Chelsea when Asaidi scored yeah, that last minute. That, that, yeah. went, that, yeah.
0: that was a potential for me, that was amazing. Pure amazing. And
2: there's a... When we won away at Spurs with Glen Whelan scoring in the last minute. Yes. And there's, you forget about these uh, gems that have gone by. If I had to pick, I think in terms of best performance, I'd go with the 2-0 Man City as well, mm. that a lot of people mm. suggested. Because that was just something else. I'd never seen a Stoke team play like that. Even against Liverpool when we won 6-1, I it was amazing but i'd just no, never seen us play that kind of <laughs> yeah beautiful football before the
3: the liverpool the liverpool game you kind of felt like as as amazing a result as that was it kind of felt like yeah liverpool are that liverpool have got the heads down here yeah. whereas the man city yeah, yeah. game it was we were we went toe to toe with them and we were better than them and as it, we played better than them it, it they they weren't exactly like struggling so we we played them off the park that day. Yeah, uh, that was a yeah. I think that, uh, that was a good period because we beat yeah. Man United as well, didn't we? I was going to say
0: at that point in the season, I, it's when it sort of started being like, we're going to play like this every week. Where, where can we go? We're going to Europe <laughs> in this season. We've, we've, yeah. No one can stop
2: us. And then, yeah.
0: literally a few games yeah. later,
2: yeah. we were stopped. If I'm picking my favourite victory, there, I'd probably go with the three-two win against Villa, just for the. Mm. Yeah. Just for the jubilation, just for the fact it was Lawrence, Fuller and Sadibi on the score sheet, <laughs> all recent legends for us, the fact that back then Aston Villa were a good team and it was post Paddy Power paying out on us being relegated <laughs> and we just we just fought to the death yeah. and Fuller scored one of the iconic Stoke goals mm-hmm. yeah. in the Premier League and then Sidibe scored another iconic set goal shortly after and definitely it, it was magical I don't think you're ever uh, going to beat so, the
0: sort of pre-match excitement before that game as well it's never going to be the same Yeah, like just I I, can, I remember being at the Brit and just being oh it was just amazing unrepeatable yeah
2: <laughs> yeah also shout out to games like uh, Portsmouth away when Salif Jar won it for us uh, the 4-0 at home to Newcastle uh, beating Blackburn in that uh promotion uh season after promotion that kind of yeah uh assured us of safety we we could we could like talk all day (laughs) Uh, but let but let's talk about the actual 100th game it finished hull city nil stoke city two shakiri with a brace ben what do you make of that
0: I'm I'm ecstatic about that win. I think it's another promising performance. It's definitely not perfect still, but I'm 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 feeling happy again. Um, not that I wasn't happy to be a Stoke fan, but I'm just uh, uh, five o'clock on a on a Saturday to not have anything to be disappointed with. I mean, I live with an Arsenal fan, <laughs> and he was standing there next to me after they just drew to Borough, and I was sitting there like all happy. So it was nice to have it that way round rather than the other way round. Um, I guess the only, the only disappointment from my perspective was, as we mentioned before, in those games, like my favourite game against Arsenal um, and that Man City game where we went 2-0 up, it's just disappointing that we can't always just go on and batter a team. It would have been nice to go to Holland, <laughs> smash them 4-0 and sort of really humiliate them for, this, um, for the second week in a row. But I mean, I'm happy with the three points. That's just a, a minor niggle. Um, but, yeah, very happy.
3: Chris, how about you? I, It's great, isn't it? It's great work, guys. <laughs> like, like I know at the beginning of the season, um, we'd, we'd said about players like Shaqiri and Anatovic. They, they're they the players who will bring a bit of magic to a game where they, they can do something and it will just create an amazing opportunity. Um <laughs> I'm blinking at did Shakiri do that yesterday? Um, no, I. I mean, yeah, you can argue Hull were pretty pretty abysmal at times, but I. I no, I. I felt like we we played very well yesterday. Um, I watched the highlights back uh, this morning, um, and just yeah, there's some absolutely fantastic playing <laughs> by mm-hmm. our team. Shakiri was it, some of his passes were sublime um it probably should have been more than 2-0 um but uh it is it's good to win games and feel comfortable at winning games like the, it didn't really again like sunderland last week it didn't feel like oh god we're 2-0 up we're gonna throw this away it whole whole had again they had chances but it didn't feel like they were threatening and it's nice. It's nice to be able to see that we are uh, on on our day. We are a cut above some of these teams, and yeah, that's restored my faith a little bit in the season. So yeah, I know I'm. I'm very happy. Very happy. What a team! I just hope it can last forever. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um,
2: <laughs> as I mentioned, as you mentioned, there, uh, Shaqiri was on form and then some scoring two lovely goals, particularly the first, which was just what we needed at that moment, really. It was just a kind of, uh, right. We need to show we've got more quality than them. Okay. Let's stick this in the top corner. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, credit to Shaqiri for continue, continuing his trend of only scoring brilliant goals. Uh, <laughs> What, why is that why does he not score tappings? Is, is, is does he just is he just bored by football and so
3: i don't i don't know what 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 will happen though dave is that it won't be voted goal of the month because uh hal robson is going to score a goal <laughs> in the next week hal robson is going to score a, a, a
2: tapping yep. where he acts, where he kind of does a little twirl <laughs> completely unmarked and yeah
0: I'm imagining it, but I'm imagining after you saying about Shakiri only scoring good goals him getting in a position to get just a really easy tap in and just like firing it wide on purpose it's like <laughs> no I am not scoring him, a bad foot a goal bad goal
2: him stopping the ball on the line running 30 <laughs> yards behind him and then having a shot and banging it into the top corner Right so we've won two on the bounce which is incredible in itself we've got two clean sheets Uh, now Sunderland and Hull you can argue these are teams you really want to play at this point in the season where you've had a a bad start and then you need to put points on the board will you be happy to see this same 11 for the next few games I'd, I'd
0: be pretty happy I don't think it's an awful 11 um I know a lot of people, we've talked about him a lot and and I'm, I almost don't want to say his name, but a lot of people have talked about whether Whelan should be starting or not. But I'm a, I, I've am watched the game back and I, I don't think he played that badly. I think he's getting a bit of flack when potentially he doesn't deserve it. He's definitely improved from the start of the season as well as another another name that I wanted to drop in there for fantastic performances recently. I think Eric Peters. Um, not only is defending has been a lot better, a lot more secure, which might be sort of as a result of bringing in BMI and Shawcross being back to fitness. Um, but his, his crossing when going forward has been a lot better I think. Uh, there was one yesterday from sort of further back behind the behind the box on the left wing and he and he played it in and it was a really sort of well crafted cross and that's exactly what you want to be seeing from your full back. So I think in the team is doing well so why change it? I potentially playing away at Hull would have been the one to bring in a, a Bojan for for Wheelan and trying a bit more of an attacking lineup, but Swansea are sort of getting back on track as well um with Bob Bradley in charge. So I wouldn't want to go into that game at Hull in a week's time and go super attacking, and they catch us catch us out. So I, I would stick with the eleven.
3: Yeah, I mean, agreed. I think it's 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 difficult to argue that we should be changing the lineup when it's. When it's worked for the last two games and we got um and we've got a clean sheet, I know that you you can argue that we have to stay one step ahead and we should be looking to be more attacking and etc etc. But I I don't know um I, t- I as a man manager maybe I I don't know how you how Mark Hughes says to them right we're going to change the team this week um but then I'm not a football manager uh yeah I I, I if next Monday he puts out the same team you're not going to hear me grumble put it that way
2: that'll make a change for once whee <laughs> uh, so a quick word on Hall then obviously uh, we spoke to um, Dimitri from Hall Fan TV for the preview show last week he predicted 2-2 which was uh, half right um, <laughs> and he also said uh, Ian Mark Shakiri is uh, the player to worry about which was 100% correct um, I don't think we'll get many easier games than this a team just off the uh, back of beating 6-1 by Bournemouth um, do you do you think that they'll now slip down right to the bottom of the league as everyone predicted they would at the start of the season
0: I don't think they're going to go down without a fight um, but it is looking a lot more likely that they're going to get relegated obviously everyone predicted they'd be rock bottom as you mentioned and and they started so well but yeah it, I think it is the beginning of the end but I don't think it's going to be as definite as other, as everyone made out they've, they've showed that they've got a bit of fight in them I'm sure Mike Phelan will, will turn it around he's not going to lose every single game after, after being confirmed as manager I mean that would be quite the record so if that happens it'd be amazing um, but I don't want it to happen to them because they're in an awful position so with the financials and everything behind the scenes so I feel like yeah. it'd be a bit unfair on the squad if they were just to Sort of from this, from that half decent start, just to go right rock bottom. So, fingers crossed, not. And I, I don't think they will either.
3: Um, I, d- I don't know. I, I, I feel I constantly feel sorry for Hull fans just with the whole Hull Tigers debacle that happened all the years mm. ago. And uh, then the, I, I was following the whole, um, the Dimitri that that account, uh, yesterday and just, yeah, that they're not they're not happy it was what their lowest attendance yeah um
2: yeah about 18,000 which
3: is like if that doesn't show that something is is wrong further than the, just the the results on the pitch then I don't know what um it's a shame because um i live in yorkshire and it's a really close away game for me which is great <laughs> and I, I like i like going but um but no it's i, I I'm, I'm the opposite. I don't. I don't see them having enough to stay up. Uh, I, I think they'll give it a fight. I think Mike Phelan will will pull some results from somewhere. But l- looking at them, there's plenty of better teams. Yeah. I'm afraid, and they they yeah. They're not as bad as did Sunderland. You see... <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you see the uh,
2: the whole the whole uh, advertising hoarding oh, that? <laughs> Implored yeah. fans to sing by putting the lyrics up in yeah. some bizarre dystopian karaoke. <laughs> yeah, sing or yeah. you uh, will
0: be ejected. Comes after the lyrics,
2: maybe. Yeah. Yes. I saw. I saw uh, a <laughs> Duck Magazine tweet a picture of that, and yeah, um, that uh, that will get people um, despairing at modern football. Game's gone uh, for yeah. the seventh hun- 700th time. <laughs> The uh, <laughs> I think the Emirates could do with it though, Pro- probably improve there. Yeah. Uh, so we're all positive about the performance. Yes, we we're, yes. we're we're all happy. Uh, shall we uh, talk then about uh, Peter Crouch's post-match tweet? Ben, do you have some <laughs> thoughts on this i
0: just I just think it's incredible for a grown man um to tweet something like this again, obviously he's done it in the past, and he's he got a start from it, so I'm just imagining him sitting there at home obviously he didn't get he didn't get a game, he didn't get subbed on or anything just sitting there after the game waiting for a notification to pop up on his Twitter of someone mentioning something that he can sort of drop in. Mark Hughes, please start me. Um, and Abby, Abby Clancy sitting there on the sofa with him, being like, "Pete, just don't do it. Don't do it." Not that she's northern. Um,
3: <laughs>
0: he's like, "No, I'm gonna do did, it." Great
3: impression.
2: Didn't know she sounded like that. <laughs>
0: Who knows? Um, yeah, she did. She did want, want to walk past me in the Britannia. On um, I think that was that was a Wigan game. Um, end of the season. Worst. That's one of the worst performances I've ever seen. Um, but yeah, I I just think it's pathetic, really. I don't I, I don't like using the word pathetic, especially about a player that I I generally think he seems like a nice guy. I just think he's got this one wrong, where he's definitely not our best striker. I don't think he's even in the top three, to be brutally honest with you. Um, so just just give up, Pete. Go move down to League One or something and score some goals if that's <laughs> what you want to do. That's a bit yeah. harsh, but yeah.
3: Well, yeah.
2: The, the way I look at it is that uh, Crouch, he's. He's kind of a, a media darling in some respect for always having a, you know, he's always good for a laugh. His crouch, he's always, mm. you know, appearing on a league of their own and having some banter. He's he's <laughs> he's he, he's a banter merchant's best friend. He's he's always come up with some uh, wit witty uh, in inverted commas uh, for a footballer joke. He's yeah. he's always oh, he's for a footballer. He's quite witty. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, it, it it wasn't. Nice to see. I think, I think Crouch probably knows that he's not uh, the striker he once was. So maybe, maybe he was just you know having a laugh with us. But even when he's having a laugh with us on Twitter, it's like, come on, Crouch, you, you know. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm I'm more on the fence than you. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think I think it was just Crouch playing up to his uh, it... banter boy stereotype. It
3: is, but what what's irritated me more was the got some stout fans then being like yeah i don't know why you're not in the first team peter you should be playing not again Uh, they sound like they're from london (laughs) what is happening with accents But yeah like, oh yeah you should be in the team peter no he shouldn't no he shouldn't we're right not to play him up front um yeah stop being ridiculous it's fine excellent
2: Uh, and just one final thing uh I spotted about the whole game is the uh, bookings in the tunnel for I think it was Bardsley, Allen and Shakiri. What's going on there? Did it <laughs> does <laughs> anyone know? It, was there a secret tunnel fight that we I, we're not allowed to see?
3: Well, from, from well, from my knowledge, what happened is at the end of the game there was a bit of a to do with Shakiri where after the final whistle the ball got kicked and it hit him on like the back and he he was having none of this so he like was starting mouthing off and they got into a bit of a oh, I don't know a fracas mither. yeah a fracas a mither they, they just, <laughs> yeah there was just a bit of a to-do and it was a bit they were arguing and I think the Stoke players the, the, they surrounded the ref and were like talking to like the ref and you're not supposed to do that are you um, so if that carried on down in the tunnel I don't know um, clearly Hull players were just a bit sad Um <laughs> Can't blame them. Mind no, no, you can't. You, yeah. can't, you can't, but it's, it's good that we have we have tunnel scraps, isn't it? It's, uh, shows, it shows passion, doesn't shows it? Shows passion. Fight for each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Something like that. Um,
2: uh, just before we go to the break, uh, Shakiri's goals have got a mention, but uh, you've briefly alluded to it before. His passing. Some of those balls oh were days. just unbelievable. I think the one in the second half, the combination of pass and uh, first touch from Anauvich. That that's what touch. we want to see, boys. Yeah, more of that, please.
0: Yeah, I love a first touch. I love. I, I mean, the pass is sublime, but I also love that Anauvich first touch. Just that needs. I, I want to see that every day for the <laughs> next few weeks, just to wake yeah, me up in the yeah. morning and put a smile on my face. Because being able to bring that down like that. Oh, if only he scored. But it was a great save.
2: Yeah. It, it,
3: yeah. Mm. Like we didn't even get a corner from it. I know <laughs> the cheek of it. It it really it really wound me up on match of the day, and it's completely irrational how it wound me up. But <laughs> it was it was Danny Murphy was on as as pundit, and he they were talking about Shakiri Oh yeah, man of the match, and he said, "Yeah, well, you know, he's he's not done enough of this in a Stoke shirt, and I know he hadn't done enough of it in a Stoke shirt, but I'm like." You can't say that about him. <laughs> you don't know him like we know him. You don't know the trouble he's had. Like, yeah. you, know, you instantly want to jump to the defence.
0: That is so <laughs> true. That is exa- You have literally summarised my feelings when Danny Murphy started speaking Yeah. Oh. And they didn't even show the the best goal at the end of the, of the match of the day. I was talking to my dad about it. They showed the free kick. What on earth?
2: Who is the producer that sanctioned showing the free kick over the, the first goal? Oh. scrap the licence fee. Oh. Anyway, uh, that's it for the first half. Uh, join us after the break. Welcome back. To part 2 of the Wizards of Drivel podcast Now we're joined From America by Zach Who uh, for some reason Is a Stoke fan
1: uh, Worst Zach... mistake of my life
2: <laughs> Zach, why are you A Stoke fan?
1: Oh man, I ask myself that every day um, With all, all my Friends who support United and Liverpool And stuff um, Yeah, I was in England like Three years ago and Ended up at the Brit with a friend of a friend for like no real reason and had a really good time and got to yell USA at Jeff Cameron and drank a lot of bitter and ate some oat cakes and here I am.
2: (laughs) Excellent. So, um, so you were hooked from that first game. Can you remember who that game was against? It was against Newcastle. Uh.
1: And uh, Eric Peters scored by accident when the wind was one of his crosses, top in.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I remember that one.
2: So um, you've been following Stoke ever since. Uh, whereabouts in the States are you? I'm
1: in uh, Colorado currently. My, uh, my Twitter handle is Nola Stokey because uh, I lived in New Orleans, Louisiana when I made the account. And I feel like it would just confuse people at this point if I changed it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm in, I'm in Colorado right now.
2: Fair enough. Uh, so how have you been uh, following Stoke this season? Do you get uh, Stoke games on TV over there?
1: Yeah, um, NBC, one of like the main television networks here, um, has a contract with the Premier League, then they show every game uh, through the website. So uh, yeah, I have a friend in town who supports United, so usually I go over his place Saturday mornings and we watch for a couple hours, but yeah, definitely more convenient than, than before uh, before England. Before America started showing all the games,
2: yeah, that that's uh, better than the TV situation is over here because <laughs> uh, we can't we can't see three o'clock kickoffs uh, in the UK because there's a, a blanket three o'clock <laughs> to five thirty ban. Yes. Which um am I am I right in thinking, guys, that we can't see El Clasico this this yeah, season? Yeah, yeah,
3: the,
0: the first it, one, yeah.
3: Yeah, we're not allowed to. What, it's a yeah three o'clock kickoff, so it's in the in the blackout time. Um, and the same happens with a lot of the Spanish football, doesn't it? On Sky, yeah. where if it start, if like the kickoff has been five o'clock in Spain, but obviously that's four o'clock here, you can't watch like the first half of the match. And it when when Spanish football comes on on Sky, or it used to anyway, it like cuts to halfway through the game. Um, yeah, because of the blanket ban. It's a it's a stupid rule. It's an absolutely stupid rule. Oh, how how do we make kids get into football? I know. Let's not allow them to watch football.
1: Great, yeah, make them idea. make them beg for it. <laughs> <laughs> the really funny thing over over the funny thing over here is that I end up watching a lot of United games with my friend and <laughs> United always gets like the big name announcers and then we watch Stoke and they just throw some like third-rate Scottish
2: guy on there. who you can barely understand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have I a third-rate guy. Scottish guy on our bench, so <laughs> hey, easy transitions. <laughs> uh you mentioned uh, singing the uh, Jeff singing for Jeff Cameron uh, at at the game he went to how is Jeff Cameron kind of perceived in the US it, do people think highly of him
1: i don't know i mean i still think like us men's soccer has has a long way to go um the people who you know follow the team closely know him but he definitely doesn't have the profile of a you know of like a Landon Donovan or a Clint Dempsey or Especially, you know, Christian Pulisic now. Um, you know, he doesn't really play in one of those like big, glamorous positions. Um, but he's a regular starter. People know him. Um, he's been playing really well for us. Almost makes me forget that he's a Benghazi truther. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Is this confirmed? Are, are, we, are, we to, uh, are we allowed to say that?
1: Are we allowed to say Benghazi? I think we're allowed to say Benghazi.
2: No, are, we, are we allowed to uh, out Pulisic as a Benghazi truth?
1: Oh, no, it? not Pulisic. Cameron. Oh, Cameron. <laughs> Even better. Do you not follow Cameron on Twitter? Oh, God. He's, he's I, real into conspiracy theories.
3: He's real <laughs> oh, he, well, into... He tw- you learn about... something every day. Oh, yeah, he's tweeting about steel beams and everything all the time, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God.
1: He's, yeah, he's always, always telling the sheeple to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> realize, uh, he's
3: always, realize He's realize. always telling Glenn
2: Whelan to wake up but, uh... Yeah right, someone has to <laughs> Um. So this season uh, what have you made of it as a whole because uh, it's been frustrating enough here uh, has it been as frustrating uh, miles away
1: I think so, I mean it, it's funny the, the way people we're losing their minds a couple of weeks ago. Um, like, we should all know better at this point. No one, we're never going to win one of our first six games. Um, we should all just but it's definitely all go nice into Hollywood Yeah, the, the thing about the games being so early on Saturday mornings is that when we get shellacked 4-1 by Palace, it, it just ruins the rest of my day. <laughs> We've the, only got a few hours. Done. <laughs> yeah, the game's yep. done and it's, it's 10 in the morning and then I just have to live my life. <laughs> um, so it's been nice these last couple of weeks to actually have something positive happening. So did you have a good day yesterday? I did. It was... It was great. I watched that watched the first Shakiri goal maybe twenty times <laughs> if what? not more
3: so what was... what what do you do like so so football is on ridiculously early for you like then what what happens for the rest of the day? Is it like you're just going about your your business like what? yeah I remember, yeah i mean I remember... it really
1: it really depends. I'm in graduate school, so I usually have a lot of work to do, but uh depending on the amount of work. <laughs> Usually stay at my friend's house. I mean, it's my girlfriend is not a huge soccer fan. Is never about to wake up at like seven thirty for a game. Um, so usually she's she's still asleep for a while. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's always it's always good when when Stoke wins. Otherwise, it's kind of like a dark cloud hanging over <laughs> the rest of the day. And then I have to turn off Twitter because you guys are just moaning. <laughs> We're British. Yeah. That's what we do. That is true. It's if we're sticking to stereotypes, that, that and tea is in your blood. Speaking of moaning, how uh, what do you what do you think Crouch is up to today?
2: Uh, he's he's probably hanging out with James Corden or someone, <laughs> trying to get some low-level banter going. <laughs>
0: Wait, James, can I come on the show? I've got nothing else to do. Stoke won't
1: play me. Please, James. Let me do the robot in your car. <laughs> yeah, I'll do,
3: I'll do anything. I just need some work. Oh, God. He's just gearing up for his big uh, performance on Strictly when he uh, when he retires, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh wow.
2: Yeah. We'll have him on this show. <laughs> Give, tweet him. Give him a tweet. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I think it's definitely worth a shot.
0: Would or, or if it's not worth one shot, just keep on shooting until he replies. Exactly. Incessantly. Yeah. That's the spirit.
2: <laughs> yeah. We'll, 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 we'll just uh, tweet him and say, Oh, Crouchy, we love you, we love you. We want you on your show. Then he'll just go, Oh, nice to see someone respects me at last. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: like that old saying, If it's worth one shot, it's worth 200 shots.
3: That's what Ch- that's Charlie really Adams Charlie Familiar does. to
2: Peter Crouch. <laughs> there we go. Zing. <laughs> um... So, how are we feeling about the uh, upcoming games? This is uh, for everyone, really. Um, uh, Swansea at home on a Monday night next. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know what time of day that is for you. Uh, it'll dare say it'll be, uh, it'll be one PM. So I'll be,
1: I'll be teaching. So I will have my students do group work. So I can check my. <laughs> because I'm
2: really responsible. Yeah,
3: good. Very good. Excellent.
2: Um, obviously, we've got the preview show. Uh, Coming up midweek, but uh, how are we feeling just in terms of this next run of games? I think uh, is this, I, I is think this the start of our season? I
1: think it was really thoughtful of of Bonnie to uh, wait until Swansea to start scoring.
3: <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> I, I desperately want us to do to win this game, just because the like I, I know that there's no rivalry between Stoke and Swansea, but you wouldn't think that for like the the twitter relationship in the last few weeks it's been since since signing boney and and joe allen oh they've been absolutely awful to follow um so i really want to beat them just so other people suffer (laughs) we broke we broke their hearts
2: when we signed joe allen i I think they just feel like a a jilted spouse really Um,
1: I think. I don't want to see them get relegated like people are saying. I, like, I want to see Bob Bradley do well and they have a lot of players that I like but I do want to kick the shit out of them
0: when we play them. <laughs> I
3: yeah, think we need to the... win. We
0: need to forget about the fact that we've yeah. beaten Hull and um, we've beaten Sunderland. Like, this game needs to be its own standing entity. Obviously we're having a positive time. We've won a game. I don't want to bring the mood down but the fact that we won against Hull and Sunderland probably the two worst teams in the league doesn't change the fact that Swansea is a must win for me. And I'll just go back yeah. to being really miserable yeah. if we lose.
3: Yeah. Uh, and I desperately, desperately want to beat West Ham the week after. Uh, mm-hmm. Just West Ham. Everything about them, just come on. If it ain't the taxpayer's stadium, it's <laughs> the fact that they go for every single striker on the planet. Come on. Like, I don't care if it's an offside goal that wins it. Let's just, let's win away there. Let's beat Swansea. Let's beat West, West Ham. That's the best Brom, did I?
1: I mean, I think as far as internet fans go, which, granted, is most of what I know, um, I mean, there's, no, there's nobody worse than Arsenal, but I think West Ham has to be a close second. Yeah, yeah.
2: I def- definitely agree with the uh, Arsenal fans being uh, the worst. They're, they're pretty well-followed uh, over in the States, aren't they? Oh, yeah, I think oh, they're uh,
1: definitely the most-followed team over here. I don't know how much of that has to do with them just being the first team alphabetically on FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, there's definitely... Definitely yeah. more Arsenal fans here than... It'll,
2: it'll be amazing else. when uh, Accrington-Stanley get promoted to the Premier League and see <laughs> them just explode internationally. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. Or uh, that that Dutch team
1: like Alkmaar.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, no. Um, so, go on. Go on, Chris. No, I was going to say, so really want to beat Swansea. Uh, would, would desperately want to beat West Ham just because it's West Ham in it. Um... Uh, yeah, we're we, who do we play after that? Bournemouth after that. So uh, Bournemouth don't. That's really a good They don't offend run. me. They don't offend me. So, you, don't, but, you, just, swan,
0: you don't want to really win that game. You just want to win
1: it. Just normal.
3: I just want just to. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the there's other not, one's a, really not, win it. Yeah. yeah, there's not a seething hatred. <laughs> yeah, take, yeah,
1: take Take, and lose that one.
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So that's it. Let's win. They do Let's have, win all the games.
2: <laughs> Bournemouth do have Jack Wilshire who is a horrible little that is well, real.
3: Yeah, but there's two games to go and he'll be injured. So Yeah, yeah fair enough. I used to
1: I used to I play heard that he against played, Jack Wilshire he played 90 brother. minutes yesterday for the first
3: time in like 4 years. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh Sorry, did you So, say, Ben, did you say you played with with or against his brother?
0: Against his brother in five-a-side. On on a, on Monday nights. It was Monday night f- 5 a side league against Jack Wilshire's brother and he was <laughs> as um I'm trying to think of like a, a polite word to completely insult him, but um as awful as you'd imagine really. He's exactly like Jack Wilshire. <laughs> Quite good at football, to be fair to him, but um not someone... Did you two foot him? I yeah, I probably yeah, I did. Um I a boy. Yeah, I definitely did at least once. <laughs> I dunno if that's that was on purpose or just the fact that my footballing skill has deteriorated over the years, but um,
1: <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, that was on purpose. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Jack, w- Jack Wilshire, also probably a bigger uh, Benghazi truther as well. <laughs> um,
1: I think this is a wild accusation we should just be putting on everybody.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it could like, just be our go-to
2: word for... For someone we don't like, we can just accuse them of being a Benghazi Exactly. Truther.
1: Oh, Hughes, Hughes won't start on Benghazi truther.
0: <laughs> Zach, Zach has come onto the podcast and just instilled hatred amongst
2: <laughs> us. It's an inside job.
1: It's that kind of election cycle, you guys. I feel it in my heart.
2: <laughs> yeah. This is Trump's America, everybody. Exactly. And, think, and, now, uh, and now
1: this is Trump's podcast.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Before this totally descends... Um, i think we've got to say goodbye uh zach thank you very much for coming on yeah and, thanks for having me that was uh, fun and bringing us uh the truth bringing us the truth yeah open <laughs> just
1: opening your eyes to the truth
2: the, the truth will out um chris and ben thank you very much for joining me uh we're all in a positive mood so uh we're going to go out and enjoy the rest of our sundays uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at Wizards of Drivel. I am at David Cowlishaw on Twitter. Ben is at B A J Cartwright. Zach is at N O L A Stokey. And Chris is at Bramard. You can also email us at uh, wizards of drivel podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and we'll be uh, unleashing a Swansea preview at some point before that game. Otherwise, what would be the point? <laughs> Thank you very much, everyone. Go on, Stoke.
1: Shakiri is onside. Shakiri, yo! Oh, what a
3: fantastic finish! The
1: back two Shakiri. He thinks he fancies it Yeah, He does!
3: Almost
2: at the midway point of the
3: second half, Valdez untested.
2: He is now and he's beaten by Savage
1: Shakiri, Stoke level. He did it for Switzerland
2: at the European Championship, and he has pushed a magnificent goal again to get Stoke level.
3: Just come to Juve, It has Shakiri onto his left. Finally. It's a first goal of the Britannia Stadium for Sherdan Shakiri.
1: This is humiliating.